Ah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and sitting at opposite me is a man who conquered uh, the amazing Melbourne Marathon, and now is going to sign up for an ultra marathon. The one and only Dural Joe Singer. <laughs> Would you kill you? Would you kill me if I'd signed you up for a, for a for an ultra marathon? It's for a good cause. It's for Oxfam. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's very confused right now because we've been chatting for 20 minutes and I've been sitting on it. <laughs> this is so unfair. I was coming in hot. I was like, look, I'm going to fire up. I was like, you know, flexing my muscles. I'm like, here we go. Here we yeah, go. go. I had go, high go energy on. and I was all excited. And then you say ultra marathon. Here's the thing. I am not doing an ultra marathon. <laughs> Uh, first of all, for anyone who thought I might be. Uh, secondly, I'm not even sure if I'd ever do another marathon. That's another whole issue in itself. Really? Yeah. What, what happens if we got sponsorship to go to New York to do the marathon? Would you be interested in that? What's in it for me? Well, a free trip to New York. What's what, what's your effort in there? Uh, to watch you run? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, if someone could... Okay, so just... On this, and again, we're following this from last week's uh, a Catch Out with Mickey D. And yes. we've loved a lot of comments and a lot of people are like, you know, we've had yeah. comments of, yeah, will you do another one? Uh, people have been messaging me, go, when are you going to do one? Yeah. And again, you know, it has been a week and a bit. There's still a bit to digest. Like A week? Yeah. So we're it, literally recording it on the Monday yeah. uh, uh, after last Monday when we recorded the day after the marathon. Yeah, so uh, and, and then since then and we've seen each other and you know, it's, you know, you got to you got to enjoy the 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 success of running a marathon, the, the cherry on top, let it yeah. sink in a little before then running and going, we'll do another one. Like, well, we'll I ran five one. I ran 5k that day after we recorded the episode with Mickey. Oh, really? Yeah, I went for a 5k run because I was wearing that marathon festival top. Yeah. And it felt sad to not take it out for a spin. It's like when you got a new car, right? Why would you just leave it in the garage? I'm like, oh, I'm proud of this thing. True. I, so, and I do have one of those cars with a club permit on <laughs> where I rarely take it out. Right, right. Yeah. So I took it out for a run and it was a, don't get me wrong, it was a tough run because like I said, at the time I was having severe back issues. Yes. And my legs were rooted from doing a fucking marathon. So uh, I managed to do the 5K in about 38 Minutes, so it's not super slow, but also not my fast. Yeah. You know, like not. Yeah. I've, been, I've been doing about twenty six, twenty seven for my five k's this day. I have a question because yes. I I did a five k recently, mm. and I'm trying to find the ultimate route where. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't we all champ? Are we aren't all? We all. Are we in champion? Um, where I get like a bit of bush, and where I, I'm trying to run without thinking about traffic. Like, so I'm trying to find, like, a place where I can do, like, because I, I started running around laps around the Oval, and I'm so fucking bored of that. Like, yeah. I'm so bored of just doing Why Wide laps. traffic, as in on the street? You yeah, yeah. So okay. I've been tr trying to get to, so I've been running up and down the Merrick Creek, which has actually been yeah. quite nice. Uh, but then I do have those moments where I've been running early mornings, <laughs> and I have that moment where I've got my headphones in. And, you know, it's always joggers that find dead people yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. And it's usually quite often another jogger. Right. So it's that weird thing where it's like, I'd like to do early mornings, but then I spend the whole time looking over my shoulder thinking I'm going to get attacked by someone. 
by a ghost, <laughs> dead runner. <laughs> I think the joggers, the reason joggers find dead bodies is I'm speculating that it's because they, they killed them. <laughs> no, they come in early, earlier before the, anyone else. Like yeah. they're trying to get their long runs out of the way. Yeah, because it happened the night before. It happens the night before. Usually dodgiest shit happen. Dodgiest stuff happens at night. Yeah. Right? So whether it's an overdose, whether it's a murder, whatever it is, you know, I'm assuming it happens at nighttime, and then they see the first person to discover yeah. the body. Uh, I think Nate Valvo has a really funny bit about the idea of joggers finding dead bodies. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that whoever was involved in the the crime <laughs> yeah. or the situation is going to come after you. Because yeah, of that, okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I, also, I don't think you're getting up early enough. There are people earlier than you. Oh, yeah. There are people finishing when I start. Right, right. So I think you're safe. You're not going to be the discoverer. Well, it's funny because I used to do a paper round, right? I used to do a paper round yeah, when I used to live in North Carlton. And it was me and two of my mates who lived in the area. But there was also a guy who was like 66, like an ex-Garbo. So he was a Garbo mm. for like 30 years. Garbo loading? Garbo, Garbo loading. And he had spent his whole life waking up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, mm. that once he retired and he could retire, he didn't know what to do with that time. So, yeah. so he just did the paper round. Like he didn't oh. need to do it for the money. He didn't need to do it for anything. He was just bored. But he was just bored. And he's like, and he goes, oh, a bit of exercise. And I want to feel useful. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Because when you see those, old, and quite often it's super old people, at like the, like literally before the crack of dawn. That is a big problem for a lot of retirees, from what I understand, whether it's you're retiring from AFL footy or whether you're retiring from a job you've been doing till the age of 60, is your life got conditioned to certain things. Like my dad went from being working in hotels for like 30 years or something to then moving home going... Uh, uh, where's a pen? I need a pen, and there's no pens anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, like he had a. I need to take down this order. Well, just whatever it is, like just the idea of him not having control of like it, it, the, it, what broke him was the lack of a pen. But it was a whole bunch of things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like the, everything's changed. He's so used to people like he get, picks up the phone, calls someone, and gets done because it's a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now it's like it's just mum and him. And he's like, I need a pen. Where's the pen? It's, it's not like you can call up your mum and go, now, I need this done. She's like, fuck off. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's been like uh, having the house to herself for 30 plus years. She goes, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So retiring is actually something that I feel um, can take a real big psychological effect on a lot of people that uh, I think we're starting to understand more now. Well, I As think- much as it is about, you know, oh, yeah, I can't wait to stop working. People don't know what to do with themselves once they stop working. Well, it's funny now as well because, like, even then there's such a big push of baby boomers. Like, so baby, such a big pool of baby boomers who invested well uh, and who are retired, you know, relatively young, but like, you know, 66, 67. Mm. And now, you know, with all, you know, with health and being such a major fact, some of these guys are, you know, staying old into their 90s. So Mm. they can really live off. The enjoyment. And so it's really funny when you see like fit old people where I was seeing this old guy and I reckon he's got to be pushing 80 and he's running in the mornings. Mm. And then I, I was like looking at him going, well, how many of you are there? Like how many of you are that fit that you're going to stay? Because all in the news are always talking about we're, we're going to have to look after these people. There's not enough support. There's not enough nursing home. There's not enough like, like I look at my parents. like My comedy circuit, the nursing yeah. homes. <laughs> 
For those of you who don't know, Ben's giggling because I did a, a gig for a retirement uh, home last week after almost after recording the pod, I think. I went straight to it. It was so funny. Like and you were dreading it. Like you, you, you weren't looking for it. And then you came back and you were like, I absolutely loved it. I really did. <laughs> so it was a tough gig. I know we're moving different topics. What a surprise. But uh, uh, I absolutely loved it because it, this was like proper, like, old people who like and 90% of them just stared at me going what the fuck is this like why yeah. is one of the why isn't he on cleaning me right <laughs> why is one of the carers on stage with a mic talking about riffing but um I had to do half an hour as well which oh, is, you know, did you do crowd work uh I tried <laughs> I spoke to Rosemary and um she was lovely but um to be honest the the people that did listen loved it so much that it really fuels you. Like, so the carers in particular were just so appreciative of, you know, spending like just something different. You know, it's a pretty oh. tough gig that they're all doing, all of them, all the, the people uh, as well as the carers. And it sounds like it was a nice place. It, it was really lovely. And I it was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. I've, oh, this is coming back to this idea of retirement and stuff like that, you know, where we... Uh, have you thought about what is life after comedy for you? Yeah. What's that like? So life after comedy is that uh, I guess I guess I just follow Taylor around after he goes from Olympic Games to Olympic Games. Oh yeah, righto. What's he? What sport? <laughs> uh, no, I just I I like if I think of retirement. But this is the thing. Like, Wait, I think, what, what what sport do you think you would love your boy to soccer? Be? You want him to be a great soccer like, player? He's, he's he's really good. He's playing. He's really good. soccer. he loves footy. Yeah, but it's that thing where my dad. Not struggled, like he loved it that I played sport, but mm. I reached that level where I, like I played a lot of rep basketball and so I was like first and second substitute. So if you play rep basketball, you have to travel the state, let alone the country, but mm. then dad would drive out to Dramana, yes. bloody Mildura, but then it just killed him because he'd drive he all the way out there. He to his friend as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he'd have to watch his son who's pretty nervous and then, you know, I'd get like, it'd be the starting five, half of them are state, some of them might be going to the NBL and then I'd come in and then I'd play six minutes and I'd be too nervous to take a shot. He yeah. Said he, he found that really hard. And I think, my, not that my dad was the biggest sports lover, but I'd love sport. So He'd love sport as a physio, wouldn't he? He'd no. love the injuries that would come yeah, in. Yeah, and that's the thing. Business. That, that's No, 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 that's the thing. He, he struggled. He Like, he really struggled. Like, he didn't like AFL because all he did was knees of young 18-year-olds going, why your knees are stuffed. They're going to be stuffed by the time you're 50. Why are you putting your whole body on? Like, that's the thing yeah. he struggled with, like the injuries of certain sports. That's why he pushed me for basketball. Right. So but we, pushed- we, in our career, we, 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 you know, hand out joy to people. So I like people knowing that they're having a shit life and they come to me as a relief. Yeah. Oh, and, and also, like, Not, I... Sorry, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that I was like, uh, as in like, oh, I'm glad you're having a miserable one. So come to me. It's like, no, like, I'm glad... I'm able to be an escape for people. Yeah, totally. I think that's like, you know, our thing is we bring joy to people. Like they come in there and they As get, a comedian. Yeah, yeah, and they just forget. As a podcasters, we bring science. And science and hard, well-researched facts. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do love it that we do acknowledge it. But, um, joy no, to people. We but joy, joy, so I just think, but like it's weird to think about retirement, especially in our industry, like, you know, like some years are good and some years are a bit less and you have to work really hard to, mm. you, know, you know, I mean, you've got a bigger profile than I have. So therefore I sometimes, I have to hustle a lot to get work. But then at the same time, it's like any job. If you work really hard, you'll get 
good work. Like I think mm. that's across anything. So when I see other people who work really hard, you know, there are a lot of comedians who don't have super. Yeah. Like, like I look at a lot of comedians, you know, a lot of old comedians that we've looked up to in the past where you hear where you're like, oh, you don't have any suit. Like yeah. they weren't informed or they weren't uh, given the advice. Yeah. So if I think about it. They don't have super, but now they're the soup kitchens. So yeah. <laughs> oh, minestrone. <laughs> but no, I just think in the future, what I'd love is mm. uh, is just to have more time with my kids. So if they become teenagers, like any you know, of their adults, mm. uh, you know, I, I know that my kids will end up living overseas. If they're anything like uh, my partner and I, they'll end up living overseas. And so the idea of being able to visit them or being able to afford to visit them right. and just follow, you know, how they live their life. Like my parents have been really engaged and supportive of what I do, mm-hmm. but I kind of in, in, in the hope that, you know, that my and I get to follow and help them, you know, pursue what they want to do. Yeah. Because I, I said it, and, and I really appreciated the messages, but uh, – no, not but, but I've loved it where I've been talking about, you know, when my kids get older, to be able to do fitness yeah. and sport with that. And I'm loving the pictures. Another person sent yeah, through. Yeah, someone them, tagged us. Yeah, running, running with, with it. these kids. And I was like, yeah, Loved man. it. Loved it. Loved Absolutely it. loved it. So inspiring for us to – well, so – I don't know if it's inspiring the word, but it just made me feel so happy to know that people are – Starting to do little positive things in their yeah. lives because of our, us two dickheads. Yeah, you know? yeah. It and really means a lot. Really emphasizing dickheads. <laughs> what uh, about Minka? What do you reckon you'd like? You see her as an ideal. Like, it's hard to, as a parent, I guess, you don't want to push your dreams and agendas on them. You know, the worst thing I, I'm assuming you can do as <laughs> yeah. a parent is try and live vicariously through your child yeah. because of the lack of opportunity, you know, yeah. because the things that you couldn't do, you try and live it through your child. And there's that's when you get nightmare parents who like push their kids to beauty pageants and push well, them too hard. So, and case in point, and you've probably come across this as well, but showbiz parents? Yes. Now, showbiz parents, like, uh, is that they're probably the ones I struggle with because I see them the most where – their kids are like they're trying to turn their kids into a star. So you'd meet them at like AGT or whenever you've done warm up for ta- voice. You do voice. I did the voice. The voice that they've got to be a little bit older, so okay. they're teenagers. But the one that I struggled with was when I uh, worked on a hit sketch show, uh, Open Slather on Foxtel. Oh, yeah. um, I wrote a sketch called Anxious Dad, and I had a little girl on my uh, knee, and she didn't want to be there. And there was another dad there going, um, oh, you just have to do a little bit more acting and then we'll go out and we'll get like a milkshake. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. she, you know, she'd been already acting this morning. I was trying to be nice to her, but she, she was a bit over it, right? And so she, all she had to do was sit on my knee. Uh, and then he comes again. We start doing the scene. I was like, cut. And then, and then he comes up to her again and goes, um, yeah, no, you need to stay. This is Ben. This is, is a friend of daddy's. I was like, oh, now you we're not friends. She's four. She she knows that. Like, but and if you stay on here, I'll give you a big lollipop. And it just started to feel generally uncomfortable. Like I knew he was trying to keep her there. Right. And then he says this. He's there. And he's like, cut. And then she's like, he's like, no, no, you've got to stay on Ben's lap. I'll give you the lollipop now. Daddy needs this. Daddy needs this. <laughs> yeah. Because they are getting paid a big chunk of change. Yeah. And it created this awkward – and it was at that moment when he just said that, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm putting my kids in commercials. There's no way in hell I'm pushing my kids into showbiz. It was just that sort of big thing where you're like, man, you are – not that you're forcing your kid to do this, 
but you are relying on your kids' income. I think uh, I've had that exact same chat with uh, my manager. God, please just (laughs) stay here. Daddy needs this. (laughs) No, 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 of course not. They're quite fine without me. But but no, but I I think that is true, though, to a certain extent. There are certain things that we might maybe push ourselves to do that we might not be comfortable with, as in just tired. I I love everything. Everything I've like, I'm so chuffed to say that almost everything that I have on my schedule, I would love to do. Yeah, like, yeah I yeah. actually love that I get to do what I do. But the truth, the tough part comes in in terms of uh, scheduling and how tired you get. Because I've used the analogy of video games in the past, where it feels like you're playing video games and you love playing video games. But if you don't take a break, you start to burn out. Yeah, right. And that's what it feels like for me. I love doing this so much that I keep saying yes to all these things. Even you know, like I was on the Chrissy Salmon Brownie this morning, which you know I had like nothing to promote. But I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd love to hang out with those yeah. guys. Yeah. So I just went, you know, and then I'm coming running to come and do this with you. Then I gotta go. I've got a flight at 4 p.m. today, so I've got a whole bunch of things to fucking pack before that so you keep doing all these things because you love it yeah you forget to go hey when am i gonna just sit and breathe you know yeah. so that's i think the uh the problem with what we do is that sometimes we go just does daddy really need this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what, yeah. It, we need to ask ourselves does does he really need it so with minka tell me uh no with things it's just like i you know she goes to school next year um and so everything changes so i feel like we've done it really well where we you know we're lucky enough as a family that we get to spend the weekends together yeah most weekends if i'm not uh interstate uh and then thursday every day is family day now we've we are very lucky that we can do that like that we've in the last five years of our kids life that we get an extra day a week to spend Wait, with our family. They only have five years left. The uh, no, once they go to school, it's different. Once they go to school, no, they change. I thought the way you said their last oh, five years. I, no, no. I was like, wait, what happens in five years? <laughs> no, they expire. So it's that thing where it's like, um, and so that's I find, and, and and listeners have been really supportive about that. Where it's it's like even then, like the weekend that just went past, mm. it's like the whole weekend's planned out as a family. You you you. Once I accepted a couple of years ago that there is no me time on the weekend, it's family time and that family time is me time as well. And that, that I'm so grateful that the kids are happy and healthy and we're doing fun stuff. There are moments where you're like, I just got to get out of the house and just breathe for a second. Mm. But instead of hanging for that, which I used to do with like hanging for the booze or hanging to get my own time, I was like, oh, that'll come. Like that'll come and I'll have that moment. But instead of hanging for it and looking for it, then you, you don't find yourself being as present with the kids. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's like like little things like we went to visit friends in Sunshine and we went out to their house and they got this big, big, beautiful house. And it was that fun thing. It was like, you know, like I was mucking around with the kids and like, because, you know, we don't have a big house like that and playing hide and seek and just like realizing that I don't have to think about a gig that night. I, a Sunday, it's just, we're just relaxing, like just being as present as I possibly yeah. can and then really enjoying it. But then with that, is which I want to touch on is I because you know I've lost some kilos doing the fast eight hundred. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a bit stronger, and I was wrestling with the kids, and then I did my back. Oh wow! So we have a lot to unpack here. Yeah, let's get to the back eventually. First thing I wanted to cross off is uh, uh, the chat we had you and I on uh, the fast eight hundred diet that you need to start. Oh yes, the episode that uh, with uh, where I, where we talked about the Osher Gunsberg podcast with Dr. Nick Fuller. Yeah, uh, we got some uh, quite a bit, fair bit of feedback on that, which uh, which is really interesting to see how uh, it was nice to have an episode where you and I didn't agree. Like for for like yeah. we're, usually we're on on the same page with everything, yeah. so it was nice to have an episode 
episode where we were both kind of confronted by being on basically different sides of an argument, uh, or not argument, just a, a topic, I guess. Uh, and uh, and trying to understand each other's thinking. Yeah, and so I listen back to it, and I can understand a lot of the frustrations that some people might have had because I definitely, I think I was uh, blindsided by uh, the idea of uh, continuing another diet with you, and I, I want to make it clear that if at any point I sounded um uh like negative and, and and argumentative it's because i was seeing myself in you and yeah. I, and it was scaring me like going cuz cuz i've i think i've even said it multiple times in that episode saying that that i'm still uncomfortable with the idea of not dieting because yeah. that is all i know yeah. and so then to have um, and then because you were saying the very things that I'm trying to undo, I think that's what kind of confronted me because I was dealing with my own baggage, uh, my own kind of insecurities about not being able to switch off this brain that has to do everything in extremes, you know, like, you know, do like that. That's how I'm wired yeah. is to like go, you know, lose 10 kilos in two weeks or whatever. Like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. You, I like knowing that I can do that. I want to do that. I'm trying to undo it. So if no, I did and, and I appreciate that. Like yeah, I yeah. really do. And I think yeah. the listeners appreciate that as well because we yeah. did get a mixed bag of, of feedback and uh, how's the diet been going for you yeah good uh yeah. great it's um i mean i'm very lucky that i get to share with my amazing partner who i think who's been uh i guess she's been excited but the fact that she's cooking a lot more so right. so that's been really great for me like i've been enjoying the fact that a lot of the stuff uh that we're eating is a lot healthier yeah uh it's a lot more exciting the kids are involved yeah uh, but i i wasn't thinking how i would benefit a lot from it so, okay. so I'm benefiting from eating a lot of new foods, uh, eating a lot of new vegetables. Yeah, you know, I've dropped quite a few kilos, which has right. been really great. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's funny because it's like you know, like it's that thing of like my like Maya's like, oh, when do we switch over to the five two, which is the next step? Uh, and then you know, because I think we're pretty much waiting until Maya gets to a certain weight. But I think the thing we love the most is we've completely changed our shopping habits in the last month. Okay. So, for instance, like, you know, I talk about Aldi all the time. Like, it's the greatest. Do you? But, well, I, I, that's where I shop. Every Sunday morning I go with the kids, chocolate, we go to Aldi, and everything we chocolate? can't. Like, so hot chocolate. Ah. So hot chocolate with the kids, and then I go to Aldi, and then after Aldi, if it's anything we can't, we go to the other supermarket. Because, you know, Aldi's a lot cheaper than other supermarkets. You wouldn't understand. But, right? <laughs> you would understand. Wait, when what you it's say like supermarket, do, you mean yeah, food court. Yeah. yeah. No, like. <laughs> Where you go to buy some ingredients before you go to the main meal, right? Is that what you mean, right? Seriously. So is that the place where you sit down and then they give you a menu, right? I want to know how much you spend on Uber Eats. Uber Eats? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. how, how much have you spent this month on Uber Eats? Um, well, hang on. Didn't you fucking do some weird shit? Oh, yes. I forgot about Which that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable about this <laughs> because Ben apparently had uh, – you tell. Okay, so I was coming back from a uh, record uh, and um, I was looking at your uh, stories uh, on Instagram. Instagram. And you do post a lot of food and I'm always – It's actually, to be honest, it's been quite helpful because I've found a couple of nice places to eat in the city. <laughs> uh, but I was like, hang on, this is in a 24-hour period. So what I did is I went through your story. Yeah. and paused and then researched where the food was and how much it cost. Right. <laughs> and so I went through a 24-hour period and then I got to the end and I was like, if he's spending this in one day, what is his food budget for the whole week? And then I had to stop after doing it for a 24-hour period because I wasn't ready to look at how much he was spending in one week. Yeah, you're right. Like the week would be quite a scary amount, even for me to sort of look back and go, "Shit, oh wow, that's how much I spent in that week." Yeah, you know, on just on and you, f- 
and, on, you, like, and you don't know what you come sometimes you eat with friends like you know mm. like it's not you don't always buy by yourself but what i really really like i was looking at it because well, like, just to cut you off there yeah. uh anything that i post is the food that i eat Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't post other people's meals because I'm no. like, no. Well, like, maybe one shot if, say, like, last week that was Dave Thornton. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, if I had, if there were two pastas there, You're those it. are mine. <laughs> I, just want me, I just want people to know that I do share, but you don't see the share stuff. I show yeah, you what yeah. I end up eating. So, I, yeah, so I was like... <laughs> oh, that's not entirely true. So I guess sometimes you'll see a share player, whatever. But generally yeah. speaking, uh, put it this way. It's not, I try and show what I ate that day. Yeah, yeah, and so because uh, with this one we just have to be a bit more organised with food. That uh, that we've you know with cooking in particular, we're just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we have to now uh, prepare it. So we've just been going to the greengrocers in the market a bit more, which has been great for the kids because right. the thing about it is you can get into, especially with the family, you can get into the same routines like mm. you can, you can, sometimes it can feel a bit groundhog day-esque like even on the weekends where you're like you've got swimming uh, then on this day you've right. got dance and then we do this and then you know we might catch up with a friend and then it's dinner with my parents so it's been fun actually mixing it up and mm. so you mix it up in the kitchen but you also mix it up with everything that goes with it and i think that's what i really really liked this and then- is an element of uh when listening back to that chat when we talked about the fast 800 something i regret not celebrating more with you at the time because i was so kind of in my own hair um, on, on dealing with my own shit is that I thought I should fuck I wish I'd given you more excitement around the idea of working together with my I can totally see how yeah. that is definitely an attractive idea to be able to do something together for the first time rather than you doing your bet with me or yeah, you know, yeah. just something that it brings it as a team there's a team effort yeah. it. you and I went for like a halloumi pie which is one of the most delicious things I've ever tasted at A1 Bakery afterwards yeah. and you had a call from your partner at that yeah. time and then you're chatting to her going oh I think this is about this many calories you know yeah. and so even that the fact that you guys are working together yeah. after even figuring out oh what are you eating right now oh okay well, that, that's going to reduce my calories I can 100% I wish I'd been more celebratory of that. Yeah, no, thanks. And 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 it's because at the start you don't know how it works. Mm. So like, for instance, like it's like especially when there's two of you in the mornings. Like mm. the fact is, you know, like seeing uh, seeing my partner being hangry has been a new one where you're just like, oh, you know, in the mornings it's still hard for her to, you know, go. Oh, oh you and me both. <laughs> I know, but it is like that. I forget that, especially with the hangry. You missed it, sorry. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not, by the way, if it's not hard for you in the morning, maybe go get yourself checked out. It usually happens after the age of 45 or 50. Uh, prostate gets weaker. God, is it really? After 40, so. yeah. I'm, I'm a doctor, yes. Yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Continue. So it is tough for her in the morning. Yeah, but I think for well, the- <laughs> Jesus. Well, she's lucky to have you. <laughs> I am very anyway. So, uh- <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that was a loogie no, well, and a bit. Well, that's the thing. It's like I still am recovering from like three, three and a half weeks now. It's just been absolute. You know what you need? Flu shot. Flu shot. <laughs> Flu shot. Sorry. Please, on, so all, all comments welcome. Hangry, um, she's hungry. She's hungry. But it's also because we have to make food for the kids. Uh-huh. So there's this really thing at the start where you're just like, yeah, you're making porridge or, um, you know, we um, Maya made her own um, muesli. Mm. So it's just like kind of thing of like you, you have to feed the kids. And mm. so if you're pacing yourself out for the day or mm. you're going to have food at that time, that's been really hard because you're smelling the food and it's all fresh and you're cutting up the strawberries. Yep, and yep, yep, yep. So, and so the kids are also seeing you guys kind of, you know, 
um, working together as a team and yeah. celebrating healthy food. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. So that's where it brings us. The next one is we did have a winter crop uh, in the backyard, but, you know, uh, for people who uh, do get into gardens. That is one of the most fucking Brunswick thing I've ever heard. <laughs> On this podcast. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, we've got a winter crop that's winter. come in. Uh, what's then, in the winter crop, Ben? No, no, well, that's the thing. We only did raw beans this year. So it's only... It's raw only, beans? Yeah, so it's only uh, pretty much beans, a couple of other beans, because you can just put them in and they you don't have to put effort. But the summer crop's coming up. So for people who know is you pretty much plant your tomatoes on the Melbourne Cup weekend and then... View- <laughs> Keep going. I know I'm losing my mind because I'm just like, it's just so foreign language to me. Yeah, so, so. You, you plant uh, you plant your tomatoes. Tomatoes, tomatoes much. in White Melbourne Cup weekend. Because uh, then by the time January, it's like the good the timing. The first Tuesday of the, yeah, yeah, of November. So it's just like a thing. And then by the time summer it was January, February, your tomatoes are just killing. Right. So, Exciting. Um, right, right, right. So hopefully we'll do that again. We've got a couple of tomato plants that weren't previous. Because sometimes you can get fruit and sometimes you can't. Like like it's just that's the that's the. What's roll usually the on the, the other side of the menu? Um, no, fuck it um, <laughs> But so, and so, but then the kids are excited about that because they love using stuff in the garden and in there because we're already buying. So it's just sort of fueled that thing where, you know, you can get stuck to just doing the easy meals and do this and defrost that when it's like, well, now food and being healthy is a priority, not just for me, mm-hmm. but for the fam and, and making it fun. Like I generally find it fun, like eating new stuff and also having an understanding, like we've been eating lean pork mince, like, like that's like something that we'd never consider on in our menu or in our approach with like um, veggies. And the other one that I absolutely love is, um, is, Oh, you know, like even then things like, you know, tamari soy sauce, like we didn't realize like we'd be using ketchup manas tamari. or sweet chili. Yeah. So it's just it, like, I it's I went out with the tamari. tamari. <laughs> and then um, did she pour sauce over here? <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> so, so it's that it's just, again, it's learning because I think that's the thing I struggle with as well. It's like I can fall into the well, I'll just do shakes again, which I did for a very long time, or I knew that it was my morning shake, and occasionally I'll do that as well. Just when things are hard, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> but yeah, but it's been really, it's been, it's been fun. Like, I mean, there are some days where I, I've gone over the 800, but then instead of betting myself up, because it's like, well, you're sick, the kids are sick, and it's not like I've gone massively over, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but look at our fridge. It's filled with veggies. We've got a plan for the week of what we're going right. to eat. To be honest, it's amazing how much more organized and also set apart the goals. Like, yes, Maya is a better cook than I am. Like, I will not dispute that. And I love her cooking and I always have. But then again, I can nail shopping with two kids and get everything done for the week under two hours. And for parents mm-hmm. out there who who understand that, that's that's from door to door. Remember the time that I uh, no, like I, I ran into Maya at the supermarket once, and I sent you a photo where I think Teo was just a little bub at the time. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Photo saying, "Look who I ran into," and um, that was probably the last time I was in a supermarket. <laughs> 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 and the only reason I was there was because I was near the um, what's that uh, chicken shop that was across the street. Um, the um, fucking uh, oh, man, it's just oh, off St. George's Road. Um, roast chicken. It's like one of the best. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking chicken. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I had eaten half a charcoal chicken and I needed like soda water to wash it down. That's the only reason I walked into the supermarket. <laughs> I have bumped into the supermarket. 
Oh yeah, the broccoli. The yeah. So for, this is one of my favorites. This, this is like way back when. This is way back then, and then and then we were both trying to lose weight yes. and different things. And you in your basket. This mm. is uh, downstairs somewhere, like a super. Uh, or the um, the fucking QV. Yeah, the QV, and it was uh, like four. Like, maybe four three, bags. Four bags of frozen broccoli. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. That's probably why I quit quitting, uh, quit cooking because it was just so boring when I cooked. It was just like because when was the last time you actually cooked in your kitchen? Um, what's cooking like? Like, <laughs> as in, what do you mean? What like like you 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 get you get some vegetables, you chop them up, you put them in a fan, put a bit of garlic, and maybe cook a piece of meat. Ah, uh, good one. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, look, I think yeah. maybe during the bet when uh, I was doing that last bit, remember the last two weeks? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, when you went hardcore, the sauerkraut. I was like just boiling chicken and uh, eating uh, steamed vegetables. That's probably one of the times. It's over a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're doing well. Well, okay. To finish up, there's a few things I want to. I want to. I would just want to quickly ask you. So, did you do shakes? You were talking about shakes, and we got distracted. Yeah, I, occasionally. I, pretty much. So, no. What's you, have you found a routine for yourself in these eight hundreds? No, it's varied. Yeah, it's varied. Uh, through the week, Monday to Wednesday, it'll be like. So, I will have breakfast after we do the pod. So, I have breakfast about eleven o'clock, Mm-mm. and then I'll make a soup, uh, and then I will take that soup to before I do my gig. And but so that's that, it for the day. Yeah, and that's and that you know shitloads of water, but that works out to be eight hundred and ten calories. Right, right. So, right. so that's and so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty much the okay. same. Thursday, bit different because it's family day. Yeah. So we sort of uh, vary it out and pace it out. Friday, much the same, and then weekends you just go with the flow. Mm. So it's just like yeah, you, you have to be prepared, but also because you've bought all the fresh stuff for the week, you're kind of snacking on the celery or you're eating an apple here and there. Like you can. Conscious, as long as you keep track of it. I have been keeping track of it because right. that's the tricky one as well if you don't keep track of it. But what's really interesting is, um, is you know, it's just a reminder. Like carbs just sneak into your diet. Like it's not until you're conscious of it. Like I didn't realize how much carbs still sneak in. Like I love carbs. Like the, the greatest thing in the world. And then my, also my love for bread and, and mm. fruit toast where you, you, know, you still have a piece throughout the week. But it's like when I do have one, it's just like, wow, how delicious is this <laughs> rather than having half a loaf. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why the slow carb diet that I was doing, the Tim Ferriss one, you have lentils and beans and stuff because yeah. oh, as much yeah. as carbs are like not as complex or whatever, but it means that you don't have those lack of energy that you because you need energy and you get yeah. energy from carbs and unless you're doing keto, which is another whole different topic. But beans um, are great, beans, legumes, yeah. like, like the whole thing. That's also been a whole new ball game. Being able to fry up lentils before you like just shit like that that I fry lentils. Yeah, you can sort of like before you sit just. Sort of do a bit of garlic and onion. I love you doing the arm actions. And I am doing the yeah. arm actions. Okay, um, I probably didn't cook it. <laughs> I would. Uh, my lentils were always came in the form of dal. I'd always make a dal because yeah. I guess Sri Lankan whatever. I just love dal. Um, I love you, dal. And <laughs> um, with in terms of me eating, um, and I'm a bit offended that you're doing these mathematics about how much I'm <laughs> spending, uh, just because I'm like fuck you. Let me do my thing. Right? Well, it's funny because I was bored and I was like, ah, oh, I just. Like I, because the thing about it is, I'm envious. I want to eat like that, right? So what I will say this: I I've said this on the podcast before. I'm yeah. sure is that I don't believe um, 
things last. I I am a believer oh, of yeah. this too. The, my, my, if there's any phrase or philosophy that I live by, it yeah. is the idea of this too shall pass. Yeah. Whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing, it's, it will oh, yeah. change. And whether you're going through something awful and you're yeah. struggling and you're crying, just knowing that, oh, this too shall pass, is not. it's not going to happen now necessarily, but knowing that it's going to be better... It's a really nice way to kind of breathe through it going, okay, fuck, this sucks right now and it really is bad, but it will pass. And that to have that as a mantra is amazing mm-hmm. and sets you up if you ever do become a parent in the future. That is the go-to phrase that every most parents yeah. get because when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's bad. But just know it never stays the same. It's like it's, it's, it's the same phrase but such an amazing one when yeah. you are so sleep deprived and you're crying and your kid's sick. Like yeah. it's it's a really it's such simple an important four words. yeah it's so pass. it's so simple. Um, a lot of people have a tattoo, don't they? Mm, mm. Yeah, I I definitely, just, I've met two people with the tattoo. In fact, my whole show uh, at the comedy festivals last year was about that phrase. This too shall pass. In fact, my Amazon special was built around that uh, show. So this too shall pass. And when's uh, that going to come out? We don't know yet. And. Okay. Uh, the um, person, uh, my almost one of the last uh, performances in Edinburgh, had that tattoo, and she like lost her shit when I announced when I said uh, it, and she was in the front row, and it was great. But I would say that this too shall pass is kind of what goes through my head in terms of the way I eat food as well, or spend, uh, sorry, um, the way I treat myself with food yeah. at the moment because. Uh, since quitting drinking, there was a bit more money that I was saving from yeah. lack of boozing. But then obviously, knock on wood, at the moment, um, you know, I'm living quite comfortably. Uh, and I just don't necessarily believe that this level of income is going to last for me. It yeah. might. It might get more. It might get less. Yeah. Either way, I'm not sure it's it. going to be. But I like to – I try to remind myself that, hey – if things go shit, go to shit for me from, say, next year, everything yeah. starts going downhill, there's two ways I can look at it going, fuck, I wish I saved more when I yeah. had the money, or I could go, I wish I enjoyed it while I had the chance. And there's two types of personalities, and I think I'm more the type of person who would go, oh, fuck, I'm glad I at least enjoyed it while I had it. You know what Mate, I mean? Mate, and, and, and that's rubbed up on me because you said to me, I just go, you know, when I wanted to start joining a gym or I wanted to spend a bit of cash, you're like, dude, do it. Think about the amount of money you have saved not drinking. Yeah. And yeah. I've forgotten about that because, you know, now it's just part of my lifestyle. And you're putting it into something you, like, yeah, actually so, is benefiting your yeah, life. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, I, you know, like, I, you know, I want to buy a new toy and it's just that thing where I was like, and I do that thing now toy? where, yeah. Like a dildo? Uh, no. Uh, then? <laughs> no, I've already got so many of them. Mm. Um, I actually have one. You know that? Really? Mm. Have you never used it in a uh, sexual situation? But it was a costume. No, but party. great for cooking. <laughs> what? It's a you... weapon. I just it's defend. A... <laughs> no, it was for a costume. Ha- oh, for a costume. Mm. I love the idea that someone breaking into into your place. And mm. uh, uh, yeah, as uh, someone who was rubbing place, it'd be quite scary out of nowhere. Just in the darkness, you hear something vibrating. <laughs> it's not a vibrate. It's a rubber dildo. And oh. uh, and it was for a costume where I back like two thousand and eight. I dressed up as a pervert. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and I went to the section. The one need- on on uh, uh, what? Did you need the costume? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I went to a sex shop uh, on uh, on Sydney Road, just around the corner, the Club X in front of the Savers. Oh, so I went across the great. Savers, bought the uh, trench coat that yep. I was going to wear, bought, 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 bought like a hat, <laughs> and then went across to the Savers and uh, to, to Club in the, X. In the trench coat? No. I went to Club X and I said, and they're like, anything we can help you with, doll? And I was like, uh, um, yeah, look, I'm after a, uh, a, a penis. Uh, <laughs> 
um, <laughs> that that uh, that uh, it hopefully isn't too expensive, uh, but kind of looks like it could be my skin. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, great. Yeah, and they show me the whole range and this and that. And then the guy goes, okay, so you can actually, this one's got a little suction cup on the bottom, so you can whack it on a table and bounce around on it. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. It's, it's actually just, it's not for use. It's just for a costume. She's like, hey, he's like, look, sweetheart, even if it is, we don't care. Just yeah, what yeah, do you want, yeah. you know? I'm like, yeah, well, no, just sincerely, it is for a costume, but okay, good to know that I can. So that's the one I have uh, as a suction cup one. And then yeah, 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 for yeah. another party, I it was a unicorn party. You had to, like, it was a unicorn themed, so I just whacked that on my forehead and yeah. walked around with this penis sticking out, <laughs> being a literal dickhead. Um, I can that's post a photo of that, I think. I'll, 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 there's a photo. Can, of can, you, can you post that? Post well, the, the, the unicorn one. The uh, private I, I, one's I, I, a bit more yeah. fucked, but uh, the unicorn one's just me with a dick on I, I remember I was, I was fascinated because I, I worked in, the, in, in, in Amsterdam. I worked in a nightclub, which was uh, on the fringe of the red light district. And I remember um, uh, one of the owners would come in and um, – he goes, oh, come check out the store one time. I was like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I have no reason to go in there. But I was like, oh, I just want to have a sticky beak. And when I walked out in there. Sticky beak, one of the items. The sticky beak. No, but there was one bit where it was a full cast of the arm from your elbow with a fist, right? Yes. And that was something like 55 euros, right? Mm. And But then there was another one that was 65 euros. Oh, yeah. But that was black. Oh, so black's more expensive. Yeah. That's so bizarre. <laughs> and I was like, isn't it just the same thing? Yeah. He goes, the black one's more of a popular item. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was just like, well, if you're going to pick a fist and you don't want to use your own fist. Yeah. And then you want a black one. Yeah. <laughs> just remember just like going. Just have like Luke Cage and Iron Fist combined in <laughs> one for any nerd references <laughs> that we were desperately needing on this podcast. But I uh, think it's true. I think that's why I do try and enjoy myself now. Uh, with when treat because there was a I live in the city for a long time I didn't have enough money to go into any of those restaurants no. right and now it's kind of exciting that now I'm able to go maybe look I, I probably will start to maybe cut back a little bit at some point sure yeah. but right now I like it mate I like no, going no. I like I like enjoying um, uh, delicious food and, uh, and it's the-, the same mentality for me with running as well it's like I know that at some point. My body is not going to be able to do these things. And that was one of those things that I really bonded with the retirees when I was talking about doing a marathon oh, yeah. and stuff like that is saying, hey, you guys know, like, you know, I used to be someone who was really fat and lazy and I had never an appreciation for the fact that I, I should use this body to its abilities while I can and not, you know, not end up being 70 and then actually like, you know, hunched over with a walker and going, fuck, I, all those years I had that I could have done it. I'm, I didn't do it. And now I really regret not doing it. Was there an old guy, Bob, going, that's great and all, but where's my lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was really sweet. I definitely felt like we really bonded over that. I love it. It makes me realize when you were doing that gig as well. It's like, and it still, it makes me realize how much we both love comedy. Because mm. people on paper would go, oh, this looks like a nightmare gig. But we love doing any gig. I love, I like, that's the thing. Like the weirder the gig, me. sometimes the more exciting it is. Because mm. you, you can smash at a comedy club. 
Right, and you can have fun, but when it's something that it's just out of your comfort zone, where right. you're like, you oh, get tested. Have, yeah, you get tested and go, oh, you know, how am I supposed to move in this environment? Who are these people? Are they going to like me? Will I trip over the walking frame? <laughs> oh, mate. And also, it's, it's the same mentality with doing a marathon. Why are you doing something that you know is going to hurt you and make you feel uncomfortable? Because you want to see how you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an excitement to finding out well, how far can I push myself. And that's one of the things you were saying earlier about, you know, Career-wise, like I, I, I still love the hustle. Like I still do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I, like as much as I'm comfortable, like the job is so enjoyable to me that I'll fucking yeah, sure, I'll go to retire and at home and yeah, for you know. And the hustle is because like I think I was speaking to an open mic comedian who was like, "Oh, how's your day?" And I was like, "Oh, I had to do this, 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 and this." And then I'm like, now I'm finishing the night, doing my second gear of the night before mm-hmm. I head home because I've got an early start with the kids tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he sort of paused, and it was that thing where was that reflection goes, "Mate, you're doing what I dream of doing." Yeah. He goes, your full day was consisting of like comedy, podcasts, you know, like everything was comedy related and you're making a living out of it and you're pumped. And it was that thing where I was like, sometimes it just needs someone to go, oh, you know what? You fuck, you're right. Like Mm -hmm. just have those moments and go, fuck, you know. And again, you know, put that all aside, fitter, healthier, more Mm. sober. Like again, it's, you know, and it's gratitude. Like we talk a lot about it on this podcast where we have to stop actually breathe a little bit and go, you know, uh, sure, you know, not feeling 100%, you know, but at the moment now I'm here, it's lovely, it could be a lot worse. Yes, and that is such a thing that we forget to do and that too shall pass. Like knowing whatever you're feeling right now, even if it's good, just going, fuck, this is going to go away at some point, so let me appreciate it while it lasts. Yeah, because you might be, you you might be, I always think that as well, and you always say that, it's like take the first step. You know, you might not feel like it. You might even wear your gym clothes in the morning and and then know that because you've already got them on, it means you've got to go out and do exercise. But that's why I always love when I see people, like you see people at the gym, and I've been that way, they could be on the cross trainer and they might be having the worst day, right? And they might be hit shit, their relationship might be fucked, but the fact that you are out and about and you're taking one step forward and you're mm. doing a little bit to put back into your body, mm. that's one positive on that shit day. Right. It's like You're, you're one saw, ahead of that shit day. I saw a quote that said, uh, no matter how slow you're going, you're still lapping the version of you that's sitting on a couch. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. And I really think that's something we need to keep reminding myself because, you know, setbacks happen. I got a lot of messages after the marathon from people who've started running because of the hearing about that. And then the people who said, oh, I started, but I had to stop and I put it all back on. And one of the big things that I keep saying is, yeah, setbacks are part of it. Don't forget, setbacks are absolutely part of it. And I've had heaps and we've talked about it on this pod. Um, But the difference between the version of us now versus three years ago is it's not going to stop us. No. Setback means it's a recalibration. Like... Yeah, look, maybe I might not be able to run again or whatever it is, let's say, you know, but let me try and find a way to swim or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's finding alternatives to to something that I now value, which is, I think we said this on a a different episode, maybe an upcoming episode that we've pre-recorded, is that, you know, think of exercise as a, rather than a punishment for what you ate, it is a celebration of what your body can do. Yeah, that's because a great that's that's one. one of the problems that I used to do is I used to try and run or whatever to try and undo the fucked uh, eating that I did. Whereas I'm like, now it's no. I'm like, fuck, I can run a marathon. I can run faster. I can climb upstairs without sweating. Like I was yeah. running late for a uh, thing the other night, and I started like you know just running to uh, catch up with this person. And I knew that when I'm going to get there, I'm not going to be sweaty because now yeah, I yeah. can run and not like feel puffed out when I get there. 
because uh, you know that, that's exciting in itself. It's just a celebration of the fact that my. Or body do you is- still have this what? where? Um, when you tie your shoelaces, it's not an effort. Oh, mate, I stand <laughs> on one foot and I bring the leg to me. And, and it's those little things that I, yeah. I love celebrating. I yeah. love not having to sit down to tie my shoelaces. I yeah. love that I, you know, uh, can put my socks on again without yeah. sitting down. I, man, so many I, little things. And, and little things. And also you forget that, like, people go, oh, fuck, but could I, like, cause I know there are people listening to this and going, oh, but will I ever feel like that? Right? Mm. Will I ever feel that I can actually take stock and go, oh, it was like that? But you need to go through those struggles and those setbacks to be able to appreciate the past and what you've achieved. Yeah. Like, you can sit there and wallow in your struggles. And we've done it. We've, we've gone back and forth. We've hit the spiral. But someone always asks me, <clears throat> why is it different this time? Mm. And I said that I've got a new, I've got a new tool, I've got a new weapon in my arsenal, and that is because I've got the D. <laughs> <laughs> Not even from Club X on Sydney Road. Yeah, but no, but the, the the tool is that I have an alarm system that I never had before that I ignored. So that if I knew that I was going down that spiral, there's an alarm going. Hey, you remember that last time when you started eating that box of cocoa pops, and then you went out, and then you went back on the booze, and then you bought a bit of weed, and then before you know it, three months has gone past. That alarm system right. is so entrenched. So tell me more about this alarm. So it's like, is it, is it, was it always there? No. What do you, what's different now? No, the difference is, it's like if you want to go back to a bad habit, right? Mm-hmm. A bad habit. And it can be anything from boozing, you know, smoking. Boozing and weed, let's yeah. say. For yeah. you it was bad. Yeah. Right. Then once you realize that ha- having a couple of drinks or making that phone call or catching up with that one mate who just rolls a massive trumpet every day at 4.30... David, how you going? <laughs> <laughs> David O'Neill. <laughs> but it's that thing where it's like you go, well, no, you, you already know that. Oh, actually, that like it, it's so funny. I picture a siren. So I generally picture oh, okay. a siren and I picture the siren from uh, Police Squad. So, you know, um, uh, Leslie Nielsen, yeah. uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, yeah. So the original series. Da, da, da. Yeah, and it's just that siren at the start and it's just going through like, you know, the kitchen. So I just think about that. And, and to be honest, it doesn't happen as much. Mm. And then and then I see this and I just feel that siren and I go, oh, that's right. If I if I go down this path and it's happening less and less though, I see that mm. siren because my my so my focus at the moment is is wanting to be healthier and get healthier and stay fit and healthy for my family. Like yeah. that's, that is such a key. And and again, and we've had so much feedback, but Mickey D has left an amazing impression on you because he was so supportive mm-hmm. for you running the marathon. I met the guy. I got to see him perform. I spent one and a half hours with him and then got a coffee with him. I Some of the stuff that he said to me, it, be it with long-term relationships or how he appreciates or that family comes first, it is stuck. It is stuck hard because you go, wow, we're in a similar boat. But I look at him and you go, actually, you're six years ahead. Mm. You know, your kids are older. You know, you're looking at different things. Mm. And it's just those reminders that I think we're more acceptable to that sort of like feeling that he, like, so feeling that sort of uh, advice. Like I, in the past, you know, you hear, hear advice right. and it would just wash off. Like right. when we try to convince Adam Knox, you should start doing it now. He's not, he's not ready to take that on. It's not, it's not the right time for him. Remember that, even that right, episode? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think for me, that alarm system, which maybe was always there, but you now just ignored it. It just ignored it. Yeah, now it's there, it. going and look. And in saying that, that is also therapy. Like that's a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, discussing like where it is, why the spiral, yeah. what are the triggers? It's pretty much acknowledging the triggers 
and then being able to it. I had so little space in my apartment in my 20s because there was just stacks of red flags in the corner. (laughs) Just kept been pulling them, just chucking them to the side, going, oh, no, I'll deal with that later. But so many red flags. And now that's why when you ask me, do you think you'll ever drink again? The answer at the moment is no, because I just know that it's just the starting of another, like I'll be fine for the first year maybe. But I just know that that second year I might make the two drinks per night to three drinks and the three drinks become four yeah. at that point then I'm just like it's not worth it the joy that I get out of a couple of drinks is nowhere near as bad as I can get so I'm like what's, yeah. the, what's the worth yeah. um, to cross off a few things uh, that I want to say is randomly just something when you said just then in terms of the siren um, someone told me a really interesting uh, way of processing a negative thought or negative self-talk um, you know so say if I have my one common thing is oh you fuck fat, fat piece of shit or whatever yeah when it's so harsh and so awful, um, it takes a while for you to change the words that you're saying to yourself. You know, it's like, because we've been so good at being negative to ourselves over and over again for the last three decades for you and me, going, that piece of shit, that piece of shit, whatever it is that I say to myself, uh, it might take a while to change the words. But instead, try at least changing the tone. So you go, as a first step, if the thought's going to be you fat, you fucking fat piece of shit, just go, oh, you fucking fat piece of shit. Like, <laughs> just making it that little yeah. bit kinder yeah. softens the blow a bit. And maybe down the track, you can stop being so harsh to yourself. But initially, don't get mad at yourself for having that negative thought for starters because you've you've trained your brain to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So before anything else, just say, hey, say that again, but say it nicely this time. Yeah. Okay. You are a fat piece of shit. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. And you kind of just go with like a sweeter version of it. Like I'm, I'm just experimenting no, no, no. with it. And, and that works really well with kids. Uh, secondly, <laughs> secondly, the thing I want to wrap up is uh, I want to say is uh, so my uh, experience since that podcast where we talked about yes. fast eight hundred dieting uh, versus the uh, the Nick Fuller thing of like trying to be a bit more uh, slow with your diet, doing it like a five year plan. Yeah. Uh, uh, I pretty much stopped dieting after that, listening to that. So I was still doing like no carbs, yeah, yeah, and blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Uh, but I figured at least for the moment, what I did was I realized, look, I'm running heaps, right? I'm running so much at this point. Uh, maybe I, I'm not going to die but what i'm going to do is i'm just going to actually feel and see how my body f- feels right in the morning when i wake up i'm like all right i usually still i'm on like that um uh, intermittent fasting kind of uh, schedule because yeah. that's just what my body is used to now yeah so when i start to get hungry around 11 o'clock or whatever i'm like okay what do i feel like and it's really bizarre i think it's because i'm meditating a lot more and stuff like that that i'm a bit more in tune and i've started to really crave like veggies and 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 yogurt and fruit and stuff like that nice which which has been a change for me because uh even we went to breakfast last couple of twice last week and i would have noticed that both times i ordered like a quinoa salad or something like that yeah i did notice that that i know because i just my body just didn't want bacon and 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 fucking hash browns so i'm like in the past i would go oh it's a cheat day you have to have something bad right? yeah, yeah 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 right whereas now because i'm not dieting i'm like do you really and i'm like giving myself the freedom to order anything off the menu you can have whatever you want of the menu yeah. even fucking milkshake but for some reason my body is just like no nah, i actually really want some vegetables right now yeah it's all the running i just my body is finally craving protein well my brain and body i think are starting to synchronize a little bit more because it's now listening to going well you fucking ran you know, 10 kilometers yesterday. So what we need is some carbs. We need some um, some sugars through totally. fruit. We need some fiber. It's like I'm, I'm 
giving into what my body wants yeah. rather than... Um, and knowing what it wants. I think there's that. There's an element of that as well, sure. But just knowing that, oh, like so... Um, and of course, that becomes different as the night goes on. So when it's like later in the day, when I'm a little bit more stressed out from a day's work, maybe there's a bit more craving of chips and stuff like that. I, w- yeah. I won't say that's not happening. That's 100% true. But the difference is twice after listening to that podcast with Osher Gunsberg and Dr. Nick Fuller, Twice it happened where around midnight after a gig or something, I walked into the Seven Eleven fully ready to get a Ben and Jerry's or yeah. uh, Hagen Dazs, which is my new favorite. And I walked out of there with a banana. Twice, yeah. twice yeah. I did it. I'm like, well, this is fucking progress, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because I know now. Okay, all you want is a sugar hit. All you want is something to feel like you're not fucking going insane because you're so tired and you're so stressed out. So just that ritual of going into a yeah. 7-Eleven is what I'm craving. It's We talked about it with gambling and Mickey D saying how he's always like when he was headed to the tables that that walk there was the exciting part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm now aware that that's all I'm really chasing is that feeling of going into 7-Eleven and buying ice cream yeah. and then walking out with a banana. Have a banana and I'm like, oh, that, that'll do. So it's still not ideal. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather no. not have a banana at midnight. Still. But like, it's, you know what I mean? But like, fuck it. Fuck it's it. a like, banana. That's, yeah, exactly. So that Bit was of potassium helps right. sleep. Or just some, a piece of apple or something. And that's one of the biggest takeaway points for me. I heard when they said that on that podcast with Osha. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you look, maybe I'll just do that. Just as a start. As a start. Yeah. Just replace my cravings with something that's a little less damaging. Nature's yeah. what do they call it? Nature's treats. Yeah, yeah. So nature's treats. So it's the same as like you know at the moment now it's like to avoid snacking and not. I just like I really like I'm obsessed with tea too. Like my mm. choc mint mm. slash rooibos. It's just that's my that's my snack. Like What's you know, robust. A rooibos. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Ah, oh, mate, it's 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 probably. It's, is I, reckon, it type of tea? I think it, I think it holds up Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A tap of tea? Yeah, it's amazing tea. It's okay. delicious. Um, um, we're gonna wrap I'm up. Off, we uh, so I'm off to India uh, soon, uh, pretty much at the end of this week, and so even there, it's going to be really fun for the first time, not having to like really worry too much about dieting and things like that. Just enjoy what I'm going to be eating, but be conscious of it. Are you going uh, to India? Yes. Are you meeting your family in India? Yes. So my brother uh, and his wife live in India, in oh, Mumbai. Right. Oh, yeah, Mumbai, of course, And uh, yeah. they're about to have their bub. And, uh, <gasps> He's going to so, be coming on. I, I know. I really wish I was Okay. Uh, uh, hold the baby as much as you possibly can. So don't be the scared uncle. Hold the baby, hold the baby, hold the baby, really? hold the baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you'll, be, you'll be, yeah, you're apprehensive. But just, what if it like spews on me? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got so many jackets. <laughs> Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> you like, got so many jackets together. No, but just really hold it. Because sometimes I think, because you see, like, I reckon just hold the baby. And if you are going to buy something, buy uh, buy it something that. Buy local. Uh, buy local. No, buy, but buy something age appropriate. Because sometimes you're Not like, a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> Not a black dildo with a suction dildo cup that are going to whack face on it. But oh. to be honest, if there was one thing, a dildo would be like, all they want to do is shake stuff in the air within that little. What kind of uncle do you think I am? <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I'm look, I am. It's I, so exciting. It is, and it's so funny how much I uh, am uh, scared as well, because it's like I've I've been the youngest for, of the family for thirty yeah, yeah, years, yeah. and now it's like I'm losing my position as the you know the, the young the, one of the family. The young one of the family. Because this one is going to take over. Oh man, it's already happening. 
It's, it's already happened. I'm like, resenting this baby. I've told my brother and his wife that I resent your baby so much. And I'm sure it'll change as soon as I uh, see the baby. Ah, uh, mate, it will. And especially, I mean, and at the start. I hope that people realize I am joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just suddenly went, no, I'm, I'm, there's a bit of truth to it in terms of, yeah, like it's a change in our lifestyle. I'm, I'm like, you know, my, my, it's just, you know. We've just not dealt with anything like this. It's oh, it's exciting. and it's amazing. It's it, your your you'll see your parents in a whole new light. Oh yeah, you'll see your parents in a whole new light. I they think- they will like you know like oh they will see it from yeah like like I look at how much my parents changed when my kids came around and even then my sister who doesn't have children uh, she was just saying yeah it's amazing it's a whole different perspective like and sometimes you know having a little one especially being the first one it brings the family closer together. As a parent. Uh, well, firstly, Dave Thornton told me that, yeah, it's funny. He reckons the grandparents go softer because they were hard yeah. ass on you, but now this is their time to go softer. Oh. But tell me this, as a parent, what are the things that your sibling, in this case your sister, and in my brother's case me, yeah. what are the things that I can do that are shit and to try and avoid and what are the things that I should do that are good? Um, I And I kind of already said it, just uh, go in there wanting to uh, – Help and be part of it. Because you'll be in a similar position as my sister. They won't get to see you very often. Mm. So your idea is to have that connection with that child. Like, so it's more fostering that, you know, they've got this awesome uncle, this awesome uncle who is this big thing in Australia who's living life to the max and enjoying it just to make sure that that baby feels that in person as well. Like I, because right. I think you'll be an amazing uncle. I really do. I think you'll be the fun uncle that fucking every uh, kid wants. Right. But just make sure, try not to be scared. Because once you start holding it, and then you start feeding it, and even then, have the feeding ball. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go in a hundred and ten percent. I don't have milk. No, no. Well, <laughs> some some males do. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but just so it's that weird thing, like especially the start when it's all new. But just go have a hold, sit with it, and when you hold it the first time, you will seriously hold it and not physically move because you'll be terrified to drop it, right? Mm. But it's just that's the first time. Once you do that, you'll be able to move it out to the other side, support its neck. But just go in there, going, you know what? I am scared, but this this thing is like. You know, this is blood related. This is this is my first niece or nephew. Do you know? Do they, do you know? Do they know what they're having? We're going with gender neutral. Gender, okay. No, no, it's a, a niece. A niece, okay. <laughs> so he's got go, uh, a niece, uh, and then just really go in there, and then even then, if you feel comfortable enough, go. Hey Fuck. guys, go for a walk. I'll be with the baby. It's fine. And Fuck like, no. No, 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 no. Seriously. Babies are amazing. They are the most resilient things in the world. Sure, but I, I don't want to deal with poo. No, no, no. Go in. Just seriously go in 110%. Go. And also change a nappy. It's fucking funny. <laughs> it, I'm serious. Like, like, Tao, like Tao at the moment, we're trying to get him out of nappies and he won't. Why? Because he said to me, Daddy, I love pooing in my nappy because you clean it. Mate, I heard the same thing at that gig I did last week at the <laughs> retirement home. <laughs> Um, no, I really enjoy it. Like, and also, like, I mean, you already enjoy, it and you're so close with your family. But mm. I think here, I know you'll be like holding babies. Have you ever held a baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there yeah. you go. You're one step ahead of a lot of uncles. But that was before I had nice jackets. Yeah. So back then, I <laughs> but then didn't you care take the jacket it. off. You take the jacket off. There's a nice shirt under there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can't be a topless uncle. No, I reckon just uh, seriously, the, the more present you are and the more you engage. I have no issues with being present and engaged. That's why I'm going over there for the yeah. starters. You know what I mean? Like I definitely, sorry, not engaged. I have no issues with being present. I think I'm very, I mean, that, that that's part of my this too shall pass. This is yeah. the first time that uh, we're having a, a child in the family. Like, And you know, uh, life is fucking awful sometimes. We don't know what kind of, you know, complications can happen. Yeah. And, uh, we, we don't know what we're dealing with. It's a big issue. So I'm very much like in the moment, what's the situation? This is exciting. Will the baby already be arrived by the time you get there? We don't know. So uh, it's due a few days after I arrive. But um, Oh, so you might not even see the baby. Like this, like usually, you mean like I can have three weeks there and it's still baby? No, no, out? but two weeks is the max past the due date. Oh, okay, so I've got two weeks past yeah. the due date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I booked it so two oh, weeks okay, past so the due two weeks. Date. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they write the little, because because one of my my dear friends has had a baby and it's seven days old. Yeah, and you could be one, that could be one of those lucky uh, babies where they attach really well and then feeding's not an issue and off you go right. Yeah, and sleeping well, or it could be those ones where it doesn't and then you got to get uh, a lactation consultant in. You've got to do this and you've got to do that and then mm. you know it's just finding because sometimes you can do all the setup you can as a parent mm. and this is what we're saying as well. It's like a lot of dads, especially dads, is you can be prepared and you can set up the nursery and everything, but it is so surreal until the day the baby arrives. Because mm. with the mum, they've got a connection. It's inside. It's moving. You also give birth, which is just the most insane thing in the world. Yeah. And then you've got that connection. And as you're a dad, you're trying to stand there not looking completely useless. Mm. So I think this is from, good advice for my brother who listens to this pod. The, so. Yeah. So, but with him, like, and I've said it before, the two things advice is, uh, is always tell your partner they are doing so well. That's right. A, so always, because there'll be moments where they will feel like they're failing. It's like any, it's any common thing as a parent, especially as a, as a mum of a child, uh, or you know the the actual the, the main primary care carer in this instance, which is quite often the mum in this situation, uh, is just telling they're doing it really well. Like I'm just saying, you are killing it. Look at you. You're doing really well. Sometimes it will feel really forced, but the fact that they feel that acknowledgement and that support mm. is really good because then, you know, you can try, you can help. You know, Don't try to be overbearing, but just tell them they're doing a really good job. That's the other. The other one that I always say to friends as well is, um, is once you start going back to work, that's sometimes the most challenging because there's two of you helping. And then one of you has to go back to work and the other mm. person's left at home parenting on their own. That's where, but that's when you go, I always, it was a tip to me that say, if you're going to be home at six o'clock, yeah. uh, you, you say, I'm going to be home at 6.30. Right? You add a half an hour onto it. Because if you come home early, everyone's a winner. If you come home late, you're an asshole. Ah, so you always overshoot. Always overshoot. Overshoot. Because sometimes after a big day of parenting, you're just staring at that clock going, I need a break. It's nearly six o'clock. Where the fuck is he? He's not here. Yeah. Where are you? He's got half an hour. Where are you? Ten minutes late. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what? You're here early. Yeah. That's a good trick. I like that. My brother doesn't work, so he uh, he'll be there all the time, which will be great. Okay, well there you go. Some He's people a, have uh, all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not luck. I would uh, <laughs> resent you saying what he did is like he pulled up stumps from um, uh, being a uh, working in finance in Monte Carlo. But so at, he doesn't work at all. At the age of twenty nine, he, he said work, he semi retired. Really doesn't he? he? Semi retired at the age of twenty nine, <laughs> and then uh, decided to try and find a way of earning money while staying at home. And uh, he does that very, very successfully. By, well, where's he's a his blogger. book? He's a blogger. He uh, has a website called Lazy But Smart Singhalese, where he teaches people to speak Sri Lankan. And I'm checking this out. Yeah, yeah. I'll go check it out. It's great. It's uh, I even give him plugs on um, 
Instagram because he's really funny on Instagram. At yeah, he is very funny. He's very uh, funny. But uh, yeah, that's his. Uh, yeah, that's his. Uh, well, man, he's in so, such a lucky, in privileged position mm. because he'll be then one of the you know few that you can actually be so present in your in totally. Your, in we, your he and I life. talked about this uh, quite uh, openly the about a couple of months ago because of how excited he is because obviously there's tough times when you transition from a such a high earning job till you know something like this yeah. starts taking off so he's so glad he got that shit out of the way um in oh, those, so uh, those times. well again don't well, say no, luck. not lucky like, but luck is an element but i think it's about f- his but skills you, and he's, he's also understanding what do i want out of life what's a big you can still say you're lucky like you can say, everyone like, is lucky but you know what I mean? Like it's an amazing position to be in because mm. you, he's going to be such an amazing dad mm. because he's got the time. I'm not saying there's other, there are other dads who only see their kids sure, on weekends. Sure, He has the opportunity to be But he has the opportunity dad. to just woohoo. And because for there. us it was, you know, our dad worked overseas. So I think there's a lot of, you know, elements of oh. us realizing that oh, we, it was, as much as we appreciate dad, all the sacrifices he made for us, you know, it was an element that would have been nice to have him around. So yeah, I think totally. my brother is really excited about being there for the child even if you're broke you know at least we're broke together yeah yeah and i think uh, uh it's he's he, uh, i'm very excited for all of you mm, it's mm. an amazing time like even they're having a friend like it's just so exciting yeah because everything's new for everyone oh man I'm, I'm so chuffed and i and i can't wait uh for you know f- to meet her do you know what the name might be yes but i uh, it's an it's up in the air at the moment so i'm not gonna say harry yes. for a girl <laughs> yeah, yeah, harriet we- yeah, yeah. Okay. Harry, Harry, Harry. Why, why Harry? Um, I Potter? Um, I Prince? don't know. Mine and Minka's best friend's called Harry. <laughs> but I just think it's a great name. You know what? Here is, I'm announcing it here. Uh, they're going to call it Ben. Ben. <laughs> ben and Nina. <laughs> Isn't it a yeah, I could eat some Ben and Nina right now. Um, All right, we got to go. Let's go to A1 Bakery. I'm going to get a halloumi uh, a bread, a pie, but also someone said Zatar. Yes, Zatar is delicious. They said make sure you get Zatar from A1 Bakery. So I'm uh, going to go get that as well. Zuzhuk, which is the salami oh, pizza. Yeah. Uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, again, thank Woo! you. We've That's got a mammoth a- episode. We were going to only do a very short one. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's very much like us. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's Derek J on Insta. I'm mm-hmm. Ben Lomas Comic and, of course, mm-hmm. Fitbit Pod uh, on Instagram. We love your messages. Uh, and we also are loving it. Again, uh, rate it on iTunes and share the pod with a mate. That's how we keep growing. And we absolutely love your feedback. So we forgot to coming. do a weigh-in, but that's okay. Right, we'll do it next week. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, I'll be doing it next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. And thanks so much for your support. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.